I was so curious what the Martell and Sheree situation would look like. And it is everything I'd hoped for. It really is. Sheree's banking on, well, maybe this is actually true. Maybe there isn't a huge amount of Bravo watchers and Love and Marriage Huntsville watchers. So maybe she's really banking on people not knowing that Martell, Martell is, I think I could even, Martell is worse than Tom Sandoval. Martell is worse than Ralph Pittman. Martell is worse than anyone we've seen on Bravo. Martell is like love and hip hop bad. Martell is, I mean, there's no word. When I so I've not even and I I haven't even watched all of Love and Marriage Huntsville because Spectrum decided to drop the own network, so I'd have to pay to like do own streaming or something. I'll I'll figure it out. Um, but also I couldn't catch up with all of the seasons and it just you know things happen. But when I started watching Love and Marriage Huntsville, I announced it on my Instagram and I was bombarded with DMs from people being like. No, you like the show only shows part of it. There was like social media stuff that happened too, where he was humiliating his wife, Melanie. Like he got the baby mama pregnant and then they had drama online. Like he's trash, trash. Do people change? Sure, but not Martel. Martel doesn't change. Not Martel. Like that's, that's why it's such a joke. That Sheree, it's one thing just to be like, I'm having a good time. That's why we all, those people that knew uh, who Martell was, it was like, if she's just having fun, that's fine. Like, I'm okay with that. But she's trying to, (laughs) she's trying to present it, you know, only like Sheree would. It's exactly like I pictured it. A little delusional. No, a lot delusional. And Kenya is delivering just as I hoped she would too. With a really weak, I'm a, I'm a part of this, um, not storyline, but like bit, you know, like he, I mean, she did say lightweight. He lightweight tried to hit up with, hit me up too. I'm like, but you don't even have the, the DM. (laughs) Nothing was there. So it's all working out exactly as I'd hoped. He, let me put it this way. Sheree has no reason to be mad at any of these women, at Candy or at Kenya, for making a mockery of this man. Honestly, no. no. Anyone who anyone who knows of this guy ahead of time is like, okay, don't. Mm-mm. The headlines they were throwing up on the screen should say everything. But that's Sheree. That's Sheree. I'm starting to think that Sheree has like a, like a, like a is I don't even want to say a learning disability. What's the thing that's like uh where you where you can't process facts properly? <laughs> but I'm serious. I'm it was like last season when the whole thing with with not getting to Sonia's shoot happened and she just couldn't understand that she wasn't there at the time she needed to be for when the van left. And she didn't, like, she legitimately didn't get it. I'm like, I think something's wrong. 
you know, but that, you know, are we exploiting her? No, we're not. I'm not going to go down that road. No, thank you. We're not going. We're just going to enjoy it because she delivers just like she thinks that she by Sheree website it going down is a, is a positive thing. So anywho, um, yeah, let's, let's do this. But before I'm going to start with the, I don't, okay, look, I don't want to overhype it because whenever we do that, we get, it's just the premiere, but that premiere of Martha's Vineyard, it feels like it is the future. It is the moment. It's everything. The casting, like I'm what, like, I can't. It's so good. But let me also address the elephant in the room. In case you were wondering, if you're new here, you may not be wondering this, but if you're returning, you're like, where's Kendrick? Not to worry. He is still on his family vacation, his much deserved vacation. He was so burning out towards the end. He was tired. Work was killing him. He needed a vacation, but he will be back next week. I debated strongly if I was going to do the episode at all. I was like, do I just wait till he gets back? But then I started watching. It wasn't, I was watching Atlanta and I was like, I could probably just wait till next week to do both episodes with him. But then I started watch, watching Martha's Vineyard and I was like, oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. I, I, I got to talk about it in detail. It's going to be a long, I, it took me so long to get through the notes because when it's a new show, you want to really make sure you are getting everything they say because everything they say is is peppering and layering who they are as people the casting is so seemingly so far spectacular we still have to meet uh three people it oh my god so good so fabulous love it i'm going to start with martha's vineyard because hopefully you guys actually maybe if you didn't watch it because you're like i'm not watching a new show you might listen to the recap and be like, I'm watching this show. I want this show to get so much love. It's it's like family karma. Lightning in a bottle, worth all the hype. Oh, amazing, amazing. And then I'll get into Atlanta. Of course, there will be timestamps in the description per use. So, oh, also one more thing before I roll the intro. I have a new bonus episode up on the Patreon. It was highly requested. It is the throwback Roni. Uh, it's about Tom episode that is up. That is available for the middle and top tiers. So sign up at the link in the description. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. Hi, love you guys. And all my podcast people love you guys so much, truly. And all right, let's do this. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. Look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I am a complete mess. That's me, by the way. I'm Emily, and I'm your host on this journey. What is this, honey? I love that. If you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell, because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. Clip! Let's 
You fool. That's my opinion! I talk Bravo, I talk true crime, and sometimes I talk a little scripted. So whatever you're here for, I hope you enjoy the show. Let me, this is just for me. If any one of you are watching, I don't think you realize how much work goes into me figuring out how to set up the lighting where I can record in this house that I'm in right now, um, which will soon be changing. I said I wouldn't announce this on the main feed, but I am in the process of moving. Um, it'll be in the next either, it'll be either June 15th, the move-in date, or July 1st, whichever one works out. Um, but this is such a tough space to record in because there's no, like the windows over here and whatever. And so the amount of times I get set up and I want, I like, I want to look pretty, like I'll do my makeup sometimes and I'll be like, oh, Emily, you look amazing. And then I'll get in front of this damn thing and I'm like, ew. So I can't even tell you, I'm trying to like, uh, I give up, I give up. Then I'll go to edit and I'm like, why, why does my face look like that? So I'm trying not to fixate on it. So I've got my, I've got this covered so I can't see the monitor, but I hate it. I hate it. I hate, I, I, I really hate that I've, I have the video element because when it was just audio, it was like, oh, just get up here and record. But I tell you, it's so tough. Um, in other news, speaking of the fact that I'm moving, this is, I promise it won't be too long before I get into these episodes. Uh, I, the, the things that come with moving, there's other moving parts that are going on in my world that, uh, I just don't feel like sharing with everybody, but my, my, my time, my spare time, or just my time in general is going to be a little more occupied than normal. So I'm going to do my best to stay on schedule, uh, but it's going to be a little bit harder than usual because of all the stuff going on. Life, you know, life life happens sometimes. But uh, come July, well, I guess by the time I'm moving, it's still going to be tricky, right? Um, but once everything is settled and I have more of a routine, I should have no excuse, right? I should just be. But it's going to be a little tricky. Ideally, this is the schedule for uh, what's coming up. Ideally, Kendrick and I will be recording... Atlanta and Martha's Vineyard on Sunday, on Monday nights, unless we need to reschedule and then I'll try my best to update you guys if it should be late. Uh, so Monday night we record Tuesday, it should be released for the Patreon and then Wednesday it'll be released for everybody else. Summerhouse and Jersey, those episodes are recorded on Wednesday and released to the Patreon Typically Wednesday, if I can get that happening, and then released everywhere on Thursdays. Vanderpump Rules is released, if I can, Thursdays, because they're recorded on Thursday mornings and then released everywhere on Fridays. Now, I know that we've got uh, Orange County coming up, and what is that, June 7th? TBD on when I'll be able to fit that in because I need to see where like Vanderpump Rules is finishing up and stuff like that. Um, But as of now, that is the schedule to the best of my ability. So if you want the episodes early, like if you're ever like, where is the episode, Emily? I wish I could have it right now. Join the Patreon. It's only $3 a month Um, because for every Patreon patron, 
I the episodes are released early there. If you want the bonus episodes or anything like that, you got to go up one tier. Um, okay. I'm done rambling. But yes, life is life is getting in the way. So I'm trying my best to keep up with the schedule. But rec- sitting down and recording is sometimes a little tricky. Especially this week, guys, because I'm going to be talking a long time. Because Martha's Vineyard is so damn good. So... Okay. God, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. I try not to do too much rambling because I know that people hate that. I hate it when I listen to podcasts. We start. We get this stunning looking group of people. Everyone is gorgeous. Some are definitely like too gorgeous for my eyes. But we get a little history. It's 10 times more exclusive than the Hamptons because you need to get there by either boat plane or helicopter chic although those little tiny planes freak me out they're going to be at oak bluffs and it has long been a location destination for african-americans so already i'm like give me the free history here give it to me then we get a real cute montage of them like fighting in the intro and i'm like oh yes I love it. I want to see. I, I, we get the drama. We get the history. We're about to get. Oh, it's just beautiful. They are doing this thing where they are showing day one of 15, day two of 15. So this is, I don't know if it's just an editing choice or if this is super significant or what. But they don't do that on on the other summer house. I'm really having a hard time seeing the value and why it has to be attached to summer house i guess that's a marketing thing like if you attach it to something popular like if you franchise it but it's not to me this doesn't feel like a summer house to me this feels like martha's vineyard it is his own fabulous thing But I guess people need familiarity. So that's why it's called Summer House Martha's Vineyard. I'm like, we better not be doing a bunch of summer houses. But then again, but they have to get the formula right. You know, like look what's happened to the current summer house. It's a whole mess. So they need to figure out what they want the structure to be. Like the house itself. I mean, you can upgrade the house, obviously, once the budget kicks in, you know, like like Jersey Shore, Geordie Shore, all the shores, you know, you can do that. But like the concept is you come to play in the house and if you don't want to do it anymore, you leave and you retire. But it's not like, I'm going to keep it going. We first are introduced to Silas and Jasmine. And you can just tell when you meet Jasmine, you're like, oh, you're a handful. But, you know, in a good way. Right? Like in a way that's like, this will be good TV. She's a lot. She's going to bring a ton of energy. You can tell she's going to, she's not going to shy away from conflict because she's not going to think it's conflict. She's going to think it's righteous. And I like that. I like that a lot. Her name is, she's like, I am Mrs. Cooper. We are married in June. So as of June 2022 was three months prior to this so we are in june july august september so this really wasn't it was a year ago and they met in in oak bluff so this is very full circle for them next to arrive is preston 
and he is an attorney and we love Preston. He is a queer activist, he says. And I'm already like, what? It's about fucking time. It's about fucking time we get that kind of person here. You know, it's about time. Okay, but Silas and Preston are fraternity brothers. And when they greet each other, they do they get really close and they do the secret fraternity handshake. And it looked so bizarre because it looked like they were doing like weird stuff to each other. Fraternities and it's like I don't get it at all. It's just not my world. But hey man, good for them. Whatever. But it looked really weird. Anyway, um they have a whole caterer. Jasmine got a whole caterer, Lacey. She shows up. She's going to be cooking. The next to come in is Bria. She is a fashion entrepreneur, and she arrives with Milo. Jasmine is not excited about Milo, which says immediately everything I need to know about her, right? Because there's you either hate a dog or you or you don't, right? It's like two different people. The, <laughs> Bria's like, this is my ESA. And they're like, a what? She's my uh, my emotional support animal. And Jasmine's like, well, we can support you. As if like, what, you think like Bria's going to be like, oh, you can? Okay, cool. I'm just going to toss this dog right out in the street. No problem. Get out of here, Milo. Preston's confessional. The shade. He says, Bria reminds me of someone who literally spent two hours preparing for Miss USA and didn't quite make it. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> we got a read queen on our hands, and I'm going to be, we're obsessed with that. We need that. We, this is why you need a gay person on the shows, okay? This is what Summer House, regular Summer House, is, Summer House Hamptons, I'm going to call that, is lacking. Where's your gay? And, and Steven, the first two seasons, was not it. Anywho... Jasmine, which I did not see this coming. Jasmine met Bria when she was a Playboy bunny. They met in 2019 at the Playboy Club. Now let's stop there because after the recent doc about, well, docu-series on A&E about the Playboy Hugh Hefner of it all, I would like to ask I would I would I just hope I wonder if they would ever tell us if anything crazy happened because there was some crazy stuff that came out of that if you haven't seen it it's on Annie I don't know if you I think I have the Annie app because I have Spectrum but you must watch it Secrets of Playboy I mean prepare yourself though it's really dark very 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 dark trigger warnings like look up all the trigger warnings do it's really, really scary, but it, it Playboy is not great, so we'll be getting so that I just have questions. This is also where Jasmine met Shanice and Jordan. Shanice, we will not meet, but Jordan, we will. Oh my God, I'm in love with her. But we find out that Jasmine's like I wasn't as close to Bria, and this right here, I like. I said, wow. This is casting right here. This is casting. Let's take the very like kind of up, uptight Jasmine and make her invite Bria, who she knows, but she's like, I didn't really love her. <laughs> Brilliant. 
brilliant. This is brilliant. This is true casting at its finest. But Shanice, because Shanice wanted to invite her. And so it's like, yeah, perfect. Because this is TV right here. This chick, Bria, with her emotional support animal, not checking in because you know you need to check in. You know you need to check in. Can I bring my dog? Duh. So Jasmine gives Bree the tour of the house and she's like, so here are the guys that are coming. But Bree's like, I am wifed up. And we hear that not only does this woman come with Milo, her emotional support animal, but she's also dating a man who lives in Germany. And you're thinking, oh, maybe he, you know, is he was in, in the army or something. He just happens to be in Germany. No, no, he is a very, he's an older white man, very white looking guy not very attractive um who lives his name simon lives he's there been dating him for five months now okay jasmine has a nice shady confessional where she says i can't keep up it's always a different guy it's a different somebody i wouldn't be surprised if in six months she was like simon who do you just see this is just magic i'm like my i have goosebumps Okay, so they sit down around the table for a little bit and they just kind of chat and then they go, they talk like Jordan, we get Jordan, she's driving up and she, and I'm like, okay, let's meet Jordan here. And she's on the phone. She's talking to Shanice. Now we don't know these people yet. So to hold my attention, to hold our attention is not easy, right? You hear Shanice say, I don't know, but I'm probably going to sleep with somebody. I need some penis. It's beautiful. It's just stunning. It's really. And Jordan says the last time that she was there with Jasmine and Silas, they were engaged. So the dynamic is going to be different now that they're married. And says that Jasmine can be a little Betty Crocker-ish. And, well, that was spot on, right? I couldn't really tell how beautiful Jordan was when she was in this car. So I can't say I was too in love with her yet, but it's coming. It's coming. Next we meet, next coming into the house, Jordan's still on her way, but next coming into the house is Nick, who's titled a sports manager, and Alex, who's titled an advertising creative director. Alex has met Jasmine in 2019 through work, so he doesn't know Silas. It's very important to get these. This is why it took me so fucking long to do these notes, because I was like, I'm going to get all of this. I need to know the tree, the Venn diagram of all the connections, because I also just think this was so smart of casting. Like, they had to sit. You could tell they sat with these headshots, if you will, and went, okay, this person knows this person. This person doesn't know this person. That would be good, you know, right? And Nick and Alex, who've arrived together, are fraternity brothers. Now, remember, Preston and Silas were fraternity brothers. Something to note, Preston did say when he got there that Silas and him did not get along when they first met, but they're cool now. But Preston says about Nick and Alex, he says, they look like Kappas because they're Kappas, like pretty boys. And, I mean, they are pretty. They are pretty. Nick, in his confessional, says, I respect all frats. But Kappa's were the penthouse. No debate, no discussion. I love a little frat flex among men like this. I don't typically like it. It just hits different when it comes from black men saying it. Why does it feel so different when white guys say it? 
I guess there are the uppity white fraternity guys, but still, I don't know, I like it. When they do it, it's cute. I don't know, these guys, maybe it's just these guys in particular. Preston and Silas, you see, they are alphas, and Silas in his confessional says, alphas are the first black fraternity. So on Father's Day, Preston and I expect Father's Day cards from Nick and Alex. Is that true? We find out Alex, he doesn't drink alcohol, and he's vegan. He he respects what he puts in his body. A glass of wine every full moon or blue moon or whatever he says. I can do that, but I feel better when I'm not drinking. He speaks in like a whisper guru meditation voice, like he's always doing a guided meditation. I love this casting. Like, it's like they were, like they're not real people. It's like they're acting. But I love it. Nick says he deserves the biggest closet because his wardrobe is the most extensive. To which Jasmine mishears. She doesn't hear him right and hears expensive. She's like, ah, how do you know it's most expensive? But we found Nick was raised, this is all very important. He was raised by a single mother. Valuable. So when he went shopping or when she went shopping, they both went shopping. So he loves his fashion and he has brought a different outfit to wear every single day, which is 15 outfits and he will not be wearing anything again, which means so 15 out. That's not just 15 outfits. That's like two outfits a day, probably. Right. And then maybe he has a spare. Who knows? So he's brought a lot. But now here comes here comes my dumb hottie and you know i love a dumb hottie brian from family karma my favorite okay amir a real estate agent he arrives and he says his confessional my name is amir and i am from the great state of austin wait austin's not a state and he just giggles at how stupid he is when he's like i am from the great state of texas in austin texas so that's not okay. That's still okay. Oh, he's so cute. I love him. He's got these, he's got that kind of smile that takes up his whole face. Oh. Nick is the one who invited him, Nick, with the extensive wardrobe. And Amir is half Lebanese. And he was raised by his Lebanese family. So he's very excited to be around a house full of all black culture because that's what he was lacking growing up and he immediately loves milo the emotional support animal so mm, 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 mm. i love him love him and now jordan arrives she's introduced as a model slash dj and uh i'm in love she walked through that door and i was like oh my word because she's not she's not just beautiful. She's sexy. And Silas's confessional is shady. And I'll, and I, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not going to like Silas. But he's, like, not meant to be liked. He Maybe he'll soften. Maybe that'll be his character arc, which I'm excited for. I'm very excited to see the character journey. But he's like, Jordan is a great friend to Jasmine, but she happens to be the um, party friend, and Jasmine is a married woman now. Got it. We're not going to like you. We're in a party house, so what are you trying to say, you know? Jordan goes on the tour of the house. Jasmine's taking her on the tour. And she, the men are in the, the gym, which mm-hmm, me likey. 
and she bumps into a mirror and it's like chemistry and his confessional is that he was actually introduced to her in a group chat so obviously i did my research which cuts over to jordan saying after college i moved to new york and that's when i posed for playboy i am the fourth black playmate of the year and the very last and i was like the last I wonder if that's, is that intentional? Regardless, Playboy, I have questions. I just do. It seems like she didn't have any bad experiences, but she's hot, like gorgeous hot, sexy. And her and Amir, like, liking each other. I'm like, okay, yeah, we can keep flirting, make out, do sex tape. I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. Shut up! That is so stupid! I really wish I had known about this company when I was sending out all these gifts to my clients. Nuts.com is one of those companies where if you are someone who needs to send out client gifts, like client appreciation gifts, I find that to be one of the most challenging things in the world. Snacks are usually good, but I'm in Los Angeles. Some people are health nuts. Some people don't like chocolate. I don't know. It's it's just, it's tricky, right? Nuts.com is kind of perfect for this. You can do like cashews, gummy bears, olives, popcorn, saltwater taffy, trail mix, sesame sticks, dried fruits, chocolate covered espresso beans. Hi, you know? Okay, so now... Obviously, that's for the gifts for those people. But don't you just also want to snack on those things? Because it's not just nuts that they have. It's not just gifts that they have. They are like a one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruits, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means that there's just something for everyone. Nuts.com offers plenty of gluten-free options, organic choices, and other diet-friendly products. Also would be something perfect if you know that your client has dietary restrictions, I'm just saying. So whether you're looking for something sweet, savory, or need to stock up on everyday cooking essentials, you're bound to find something to try. You can shop a la carte at any time, too. Or you can opt into hassle-free auto deliveries so you never run out of your favorite items. And if you are already stocked up on the things you want, they sell directly to businesses. And here's the thing. You snack with satisfaction, knowing that the quality is top priority at Nuts.com because they roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day that it ships. So they reach you deliciously fresh. Since 1929, they've been doing it the, quote, old-fashioned way. One taste and you'll know the difference. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at Nuts.com slash she speaks. So go check out all the delicious options at Nuts.com slash she speaks. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's Nuts.com slash she speaks. Mariah comes in and she's introduced as a nurse slash screen screenwriter. And now she's known Jasmine since her freshman year of college. And now they throw up some fun flashback throwback picture from 2011. And she knows she's like the only people I know in the house are Jasmine, Silas, Preston, and Jordan. Making it very clear like who the who the who the friends are, right? Who really, really know each other from a while back, right? 
Mariah has an energy. She's got she's got the funky artsy hair. She's got the the voice. Like her voice has got this cool bass to it. It just feels she's got a unique presence and I'm excited for that. And she even says my strategy for everybody else I don't know is don't start nothing will be nothing. I went, "Uh-oh. That's okay." Amir, Nick, and Alex are playing pool, and Amir literally calls dibs on Jordan. And Alex has this look on his face like, he's the guy, because he's the guided meditation voice guy, that's him. He's like, sure, I will hypnotize her with my poetry. Because then Alex's confessional producer asks if Amir has a chance with Jordan, and he just sips his drink. Because Amir is like, Amir's not for a woman who's trying to meet someone who wants to get to know her and be all deep. No. Amir's for someone like me who's tried that and I'm like, I don't need to talk to you too much. Okay? Because we'll get further into it. He just wants to... He's Brian. He's little... He's Brian from Family Karma. And if you don't watch Family Karma, oh my God, watch Family Karma. But... He's, they they should hang out. Oh, my God, they should hang out. Oh, my God, they should hang out. I'm having so many ideas. So they have this little truth booth set up. It's very giving – it's giving me the same energy as um, Ultimate Girls Trip. You know how they just have, like, the camera set up so they can go in and talk to it. And the first one in there is Preston saying that he's already picking up – excuse me – on Jordan and Amir having a little chemistry. And he's like, oh, I'm I'm ready to stir the pot. Don't you worry. We can tell. Nick also says, though, that he's got some eyes for Jordan. And in his confessional goes, but if I'm pursuing a woman, she won't know it. She will feel that energy that I'm reverberating to her. Smash cut over to Jordan's confessional saying, Nick has slid into my DMs and I put him on restrict. I was tired of the hard eyes. I was tired of the fire signs responding to my stories, which I thought was whack. I love it. I love it. I fucking love it. Okay? Preston comes into the dining room because he's a shady, shady queen. Thankfully, Jordan and Amir are not in there, but he goes, Jordan and Amir are about to fuck. Just saying. That's who we're dealing with. Do you see? Do you see the magic? It's magic. So now they sit for dinner that is being catered by Lacey. Thank you, Lacey. And Preston says, all right, what's everybody most excited about this summer? And Amir says, well, I'm actually, this is my first time in the vineyard, and I'm really excited to be in a house full of black people. I was raised by my mom, who's Lebanese, and they're like, do you speak Arabic? And he responds in Arabic, and they're like, hello. And in his confessional, he's like, no one was ever turned on by the fact that I spoke Arabic because I actually, my mom didn't know how to take care of a black kid. I, my mom didn't even give me a fade ever. I had a one all the way around. I was not cute. He's like, uh, except for now, because I got about 50 to 100 girls sliding into my DMs a day. I mean... How do you even manage that? How do you even know? That's got to be an exaggeration. To a day. 
50 to 100 in one day. I mean, he's cute enough, but my God, are you sure half of those are real? Preston then goes, okay, Jasmine, how about you? What are you excited about? She goes, I'm looking forward to expansion in the sense of expanding community. Mm -hmm. Every year we do this is for a purpose. It's not just to do it. And they cut over to Mariah's confessional. Now, Mariah, mind you, is her friend from like freshman year of college, right? And she does this hilarious impression of Jasmine. She's like, ooh, we come to the vineyard every year. Girl, bye. She's only been to the vineyard twice. That says everything I need to know about Mariah. She's like, uh-uh. This is what this is how I know I'm gonna like Jasmine, though, is because if her best friends keep her in check like this, that's a good sign. It means that it's like it's not like a bunch of yes people that are too afraid to offend her. If she can take it from her besties, that's a good sign. If her friends can be like, really? And she's like, okay, fine, never mind, then that's good. As opposed to like, just as an example that's off the top of my head, like Sheena. You can't joke with Sheena because she'll be like, what'd you say that for? And you're like, oh, never mind. Moving on. And then Jasmine, whatever black excellence means to each and every one of us, that's the expansion, like being rooted in something. And then they all cheers. And Preston, he goes, I actually really hate the phrase black excellence. I despise it because for me, black excellence is like my mom who barely graduated high school, had three kids by the age of 23, who never went to college and just was able to survive. And I'm already getting like chills watching. I'm like, oh, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. He says, I think our version of black excellence is like what white people consider successful. We are excellent too, so it's not to say it's either or, but I think the versions that we see of us is a part of who we are. Yes. Yes. Okay. Like, if you don't have to, like, the, the we are lucky. Well, I feel that we are lucky to not have to turn the channel from Bravo and still get this kind of, I'll call it education. To not to not even have to to go to a different app to get this sort of nourishment, I think we are we're in for such a treat. It's why I was so pissed off that Southern Charm New Orleans. Why so many people were so mad that Southern Charm New Orleans never came back because it was so it had so many amazing moments that were layered conversations and messages and. It was right there on Bravo, mixed in with all the funny, silly fighting. And it went away, never came back. So we need to nurture this show because it's a beautiful thing. Because then we get to go to the next scene, which is them going into the hot tub. And Jasmine, before that, though, Jasmine double checks, but they're all getting ready to go to the hot tub and Jasmine checks in with Bria like, so you're sure you're not going to give any of the men a chance, right? And Bria's like, no, would you do that? And Jasmine, she's standing right with, with Silas. She goes, I mean, I don't know. I'm married. Okay, for three months. Then Jasmine gives a very controlling, very Jasmine confessional, though. She's like, I mean, to go across the pond to live with someone, it just seems aggressive. 
part of me thinks that you know, like there's a part of um jasmine that gets a little jealous of people like abria you know who's like kind of not maybe irresponsible but can do very uh wild things like that and be okay fall on her land on her feet you know but now it's hot tub time and nick says they're going to play drink or dare or truth and dares Amir to kiss a woman he finds attractive. So he takes Jordan's hand and kisses it. And then he says, same dare for Alex because he's being messy. And so he kisses Jordan's cheek. Mm-hmm. And then someone, I don't know who goes, this is turning into the bachelorette. And they are so right. <laughs> like it's a fucking so accurate description of what's happening right now. Like, for real. And then Jordan's confessional, which took my breath away when she's all done up in her... I'm like, I don't think I would be okay around this woman. She goes, of course he wants to kiss me. Hello, nobody in the house is blind. Why don't you dare them to ask me a question or get to know me in some way? Like, we get it. I'm cute. What else? Now, I remember actually... When I was uh, in my heyday of hotness, I remember saying that to someone. Like when someone would call, when someone would say, Emily's so funny, I'd be like, ah, thank you. But when I find out someone said I was hot, I was like, okay, thanks. Now I would kill for that. I'd kill for someone. They said you were so hot. I'd be like, fuck yes. Hell yes. Nailed it. But I remember back in my heyday being like, I can't help how I look. Like, I just came out like this. I didn't really do much to get here, but to be told I was funny. And so Jordan's like, yeah, I did Playboy. I'm sure everyone thinks I'm hot, like, whatever. So she's like, please don't make this be that's what this is. Like, the guy's just doing this the whole time. Unfortunately, I would be. Remember that episode of Friends when Denise Richards guest starred as the cousin that she – and they would do this slow-mo thing where she'd take her hair down and – whip her hair around slowly and the music would come on and everyone was falling for her even ross and so they sent her off to phoebe's and it's like the last like it as the credits are rolling the end credits and even phoebe falls for her that would be me with jordan i'd be phoebe like oh no i'm not even kidding anywho Preston dares Mariah to give Nick a lap dance, to which she does not do. She doesn't even, kind of. Then Bria dares Alex to sing a song, and we find out that he is John Legend's cousin? Was that what it was? So he can sing. He is doesn't drink. He's vegan. He's one of the, he's, they're magical creatures, all of them. It is bedtime, though, and Silas asks for a quickie. I'm like, ooh, thank you. All right, next morning. Nick is already up and cleaning. Like, this is, I just, I'm, the reason I'm pointing all this out is because we need to get a sense of who these people are. We're just meeting them, so we need to, like, take, everything is important to take note of because we need to really create the characters in our heads. Jasmine walks into Jordan's room. She just, like, walks in and pauses and you, Jordan is not turned around, but she just goes, yes. And it just really showed how close they were, right? Like, you only would do that with someone you're close with. It was cute. Jasmine's so jealous, though, because she sees that Jordan actually took off her makeup. How, do we not relate? 
Like if you don't do that and then you wake up and you see your friend did, you're like, damn it. I didn't know we were doing skincare routines. Then though, they cut over to Bria waking up and Milo's in her bed with like his little tail wagging. And I'm like, okay, now Milo's my emotional support animal for this trip or this show. Like being able to cut away to this dog that's just like there and giving her I'm like I get it no this is necessary and Milo's so cute doesn't really bark and he just loves her like so yeah no I need the I need Milo there too Alex goes on a run amongst all these cars it's like on a bridge I was like oh god count me out I I tried you I went through a phase where I tried to get into running and I did kind of I did um, and I remember being like, for a second, I was like, oh, I get it. I get this whole like runner's high thing. I do. Um, but you ha- like, it was not, it wasn't for me overall. No. Silas works. He is in finance. So he, he's either working or in his time off, he's serving his military duties. His family immigrated from Liberia to escape the Civil War. So he is like a go-getter. He has to have a successful life. It's like this is his thing. Then they go over to Amir, my baby. And he's he's tr- got the coffee pot. It's like, why is this the most intricate coffee pot in the entire world? He's like, do you see this? And then it starts like dripping coffee. He's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I just like, I love him. I love him. They lounge outside. They look it's just uh, this. The whole view of this, like, it looks so fabulous. Like, take me here. And Alex is doing this like he's, I don't know, he's got like his phone and he's taking the phone and going around his torso. And they're like, is Alex thirst trapping? And sure enough, he's like, oh, yeah, it's for Instagram. And Alex would get on my nerves after a while. But I'd also kind of like, like as a boyfriend, who am I kidding? Not like he'd be interested in me. I'm rejecting him. He hasn't even met me. Um but, like, he'd be a really fun person to have around for sure. Like, I'd keep wanting to ask him questions to say weird stuff, you know? Like, he's just such a character. Okay, so they're lounging, and then Mariah goes to Jasmine. Should we go right? And I'm like, right? What? But it turns out, Mariah tells the story. She says, Jasmine calls me up, and she's like, hey, girl, come up to New York. Little did I know she was getting evicted. And then Jasmine's confessional, which really took me by surprise because she seems so, like, kind of perfect. And she's, uh, she goes, lo and behold, the, new, the way New York works and the rent be renting, we end up living out of her car. Now, let's really take that in. Being homeless in New York, living out of a car, that's intense. Mariah says that they were taking showers at Planet, Planet Fitness the homeless life, dude, that is not easy. That is like, that's a rough fucking existence. That's very scary. Like, I love being home. I love being, I need to be home. I watch the TV so I can take notes so I can do this. So that is, it. that puts a whole lot of buttons in you. And it really made sense with the way the rest of these little dramas go with the dog and stuff. Um, 
I thought it was cool. I thought it was a really I don't think we've ever really seen this from a from a from a Bravo person before. Unless we're talking about um the escape or no, what did they make it be? Yeah, escape uh SWV Queens of R and B, which you guys all should have watched. Because A, Candy's in it, so that's fun, but it was just such a great show. But that's a bit that's a very big that's a big thing to have in your toolbox there. But anyway, they were told that their story is so amazing that they should turn it into a show, and they did. And they cut to a clip from Rock Bottom, which is the name of the TV pilot. So they get into the sunroom and they notice the dog hair. And they're both just like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so something that I did, because I went through a period of time where I was kind of obsessed with people who had been unhoused and what it what it did to them and how it affected them. And something that they said they found so sad is that they, because they'd been unhoused, people assumed that they would just live in whatever, like they'd handle anything. And so you would think that this dog hair would be like, whatever, it's, I've lived in a car. But actually, they they take much more pride in their living space because they didn't have one. And where they did live, even if it was outside, it was this was their special area, and they took a ton of pride in it. So they are all creeped out by it, and they're getting tape. And <laughs> as they're getting tape, they see Milo's in the pool, and I was like, "Oh no, the dog is now in the pool," and they're getting pissed about there being dog hair in the ca- on the couch. And Jasmine's confessional, like this dog, is sitting ever is shedding everywhere but on a white couch you just kind of can't ignore that but the the way jasmine sticks her 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 head out of the house and she's holding up the tape to show bria she's like this your dog is shedding but bria is absolutely a little princess she's like i mean i don't know what to do about it i can't do anything about it like well yeah you can you can get a lint roller and you can like you can get it off the couch but like listen you know me I, I I'm an animal lover I have cats like but if I took my cat somewhere and they were shedding I would be going nuts like cleaning up after them right and so Jasmine and, and Mariah sit back down and Jasmine goes we can't even have an adequate writers meeting without dog hair being everywhere the drama I loved it then Mariah goes, wait, did Bria tell you about her bringing the dog before getting here? And when Jasmine goes, no, she's Mariah goes, okay, okay. So she goes and she's like, uh, Bria, can I speak to you, please? Can we talk to you? And this this is such a like serious sit down. When Bria comes in, they're like, yeah, we need to talk. Which you're going to be on such the defense when that happens. So Jasmine starts by saying, and she's got such a look on her face. She's obviously very triggered, as I said, as I prefaced. And she goes, you really should have talked to me about the dog being here ahead of time. And says that Alex can't even do his yoga without their shit being all around him. Bria's like, where? Because I picked everything up. And they show her absolutely picking it up. And then Jasmine goes... (laughs) How would you feel if I showed up here with, I don't know, a tiger? Now, you see, she what happened there was she thought she was going to be able to say something that really made a lot of sense. But it's like, a tiger, you messed up. Bria says, 
you're being insensitive about the dog and that's not my problem. This is my emotional support dog. And Jasmine says, emotionally, I feel disrespected. (laughs) And then the dog starts like shaking and Mariah goes, no, see, I hate wet dogs. (laughs) I do too, though. Wet dogs are so horrible. And Jasmine goes, there are going to be boundaries. And Bria goes, there's not going to be boundaries. Now Preston has joined the chat and he goes, okay, I'm just, he's like translates. Like, I think what Jasmine's saying is she just wanted a heads up. And Bria goes, this is my business and this is my dog. This is my emotional support dog. (laughs) And Jasmine goes, first of all, and then Bria says, I'm not doing this. And then she tries to go, and I respect what you're saying. Well, you literally don't. And then she goes, and the dog is going to be fine. And she gets up and Preston tries to stop her, but she just, she lets her go. (laughs) So then Bria goes immediately into the kitchen to Nick and Jordan, who have no context for what's just happened at all. And she goes, do you guys have a problem with the dog being here? Because apparently there's a problem with the dog. They just stared at her with no response. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> so then Mariah, but meanwhile, Mariah's doing a great job. She's like, I, which, listen, I do kind of understand that. Um, but she's like, I do not want to be swimming in the pool and come up and have there be dog hair in my mouth. And Jordan <laughs> Jordan and Nick say they're like, no, we we love the dog. We love the dog. And Bria, Bria's like, don't you be fucking with my dog. And she, as she's walking out, she's like, I will slap the shit out of you. Jordan's like, Ooh. Jordan, though, she's like, I do see that there's something off with the dynamic between Bria and Jasmine, but I think it starts with Jasmine. Bria then go Bria's now on a terror. She goes and she startles Amir, who's like in the middle of a crunch, and she's like, hey, he's like, ah, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and she's like, Do you have a problem with the dog? <laughs> he's like, What? <laughs> Amir's the last person to care. He's like, No, I don't know. Oh my God. And then in Jasmine's confessional. She says, Shanice is the one who suggested inviting Bria. She was not the top of my list of friends. Just, isn't this good? Then we find Mariah then goes and calls her mom because she's checking on her son, Miliano, who is adorable. He's seven years old. Love. Doesn't seem to be too much drama there, Um, but I'm going to guess that the reason why um, Mariah is not full-time and in the main cast photo is because she's got to take care of her son, I'm going to guess, because she, Mariah is not in the main cast photo, but big fan of that Mariah. Bria calls Simon, FaceTime Simon, and it just... (laughs) he's not the person i don't know it's very strange but who might have judged right but she tells him about the dog drama and then she also throws in jasmine is not respecting the relationship and he's like i think doesn't does he say something like they always want to blame the dog what okay 
So then Alex and Amir, they're just tossing the football around and Jordan just joins in, which would truly be my nightmare. If they were like, do you want to try to toss this football? I would be like, hell no. Get away from me. But they ask her about her life outside of there. And she tells them this is where she leads in with like, you know, after doing Playboy, uh, I had to kind of make sure that people aren't just like a fan. So that's why I've been celibate for a year. And they go over to Alex's confessional. And he's like, I think that's really beautiful. There's something really great about focusing on yourself. And I've taken that path before as well. And they go over to Amir's confessional. And he goes, Going without sex for a whole year? That's a no for me, dog. That's a no for me. See what I'm saying? It's just, uh, he's not going to He's not gonna get with. She may fuck him. But I would go with Alex if I was her. Then, okay, inside, that Nick guy brought those leg compressor things. If you watched Shaws of Sunset, uh, the last season you saw Reza putting his legs in those, but she, he's putting Bria in it and he's like zipping it up. You may have missed it, but she, <laughs> sorry, she goes, I give consent. And he goes, yeah. And she goes, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> sorry. That was very, very funny. Cause it was like, that was funny. Sorry. Was that, that was funny. Okay. But then, okay, so Jasmine doesn't see her because she's on the couch, and the way she walks in, she wouldn't know anyone was on the couch. Preston can very much see her from his angle. So he knows as soon as Jasmine comes and sits down and starts saying, this morning when Bria was so difficult, I'm just like, what is happening here? We're going to have to talk this out. Preston's looking at her, and he's like, "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm, looking over. And Bria goes, I'm right here. Jasmine, she really bounces out of this well. She goes, "What did you? When did you even get there?" And Bria's like, "I'm doing physical therapy." And she, Jasmine, sounds so excited. She goes, "What? Nick brought this? Oh, I got next." And Bria's like, "Okay." So then Bria goes, "Let's talk." Jasmine, I thought really bounced back from this well. She says, "Look, if I have offended you." I apologize. It's a very vulnerable position to curate a group like this and make this vacation happen. Cut to her truth booth, which I love. Jasmine says, I'm triggered. I'm a wife now. There is a sense of stability. I still have some habits that I picked up from living out of the car. I feel like I still have to be in fight mode, defend myself, and Bree is kind of pushing my buttons right now. I really respect that. And Bria says, no, I get it. I should have let you guys know. Facts. I'm sorry for coming off rude. You did. And also, I I feel offended, though, about you not respecting my relationship. To which Jasmine apologizes. And then they're interrupted by Jordan, Amir, and Nick coming in. And Bria's like, whatever. Like In her confessional, she's like, I doubt that was sincere, but we're moving on. And then Jasmine Jasmine goes, guys, we're doing a clean slate all the way dinner tonight because now Bria and I are good. You could, they're like, okay. And Bria, <laughs> you could feel Bria being like, what? I'm not doing that in honor of us being cool. 
Oof, I just had some technical difficulties. So if you notice a difference in audio and video and all that, I apologize. I did my best for continuity, but... Anywho, on the way to dinner, some of them note that there are no streetlights, which is wild, right? And Alex and, and Nick note that it felt plantation-y when they were coming in last night. And Mariah says that a lot of slaves did actually go there to be free. And Preston gives us a little bit of history of Martha's Vineyard. Oak Bluffs opened the very first inn for Black vacationers. They even got their own Black beach. That's I mean, the history. Mariah says a lot of mixed race people came there as well for refuge. And now it is a Mecca. We're so lucky that we're getting these, this like free history. We don't even have to go anywhere, guys. I just love this show. They get to dinner. There is assigned seating. I love it. (laughs) Jordan is so cold and Amir notices and gives her his jacket. I cannot. I cannot. Jordan, she orders a lettuce, the lettuce wrap tacos and says that she's going to make a potato when she gets home. Huh? And Amir goes, I'll make some fries. She goes, no, I want a baked potato. Look, I do love a good baked potato. Actually, I haven't had a baked potato in so long. (gasps) Ooh, it's sour cream. Ooh, butter and sour cream. Both of those things. Oh my God, that sounds so good. Oh my God, with some chives. I don't mess with bacon anymore. I decided to never, ever eat eat pork again. I'm slowly, slowly getting off beef completely um, and just doing chicken and then I'll slowly take out chicken. God, does anyone else, does anyone else remember when Kim Richards did that little, that's my chicken, that's my chicken, give me the chicken. Does anyone else remember that? Because I cannot ever say the word chicken without thinking of it. And that's what I just did in my head. Anyway, moving on, I'm talking about this. Jasmine decides to go, let me just say, is anyone interested in someone here? Anyone that's single? Like, okay, you know, there's some prospects and they're like, Jasmine? That's just not how it works. Like we don't just the food. The, like thank God the food gets there, and they're eating. And Jasmine goes, "I just want to circle back to the struggles of singlehood." First of all, you don't say "circle back" in real life. That's a that's a that's a email thing. But they're like, "All right," and then she goes, "So I just want everyone to tell kind of where they're from and what they're working on." We can start with Jordan, and thank God Jordan says. I would love just to have like an authentic conversation, one without a prompt. Yes, they all were like, and they all go, yeah, me too. Yeah. And Jasmine just goes, okay, okay, okay. So see, I'm still liking it. She goes, I can be a lot and that's all right. And I'm okay with that. I am who I am. Mariah asks if Bria and Jasmine talked and they said, yeah. And she says, yeah, Jasmine goes, you know, we all worked at the club together and we bonded because they were, we were the only black girls there. And so we have like a sisterhood. Silas decides this is a good time to chime in. And he goes, yeah, you know, I respect the sisterhood, but there would be times where I was in training and I would call at two in the morning and her and Jordan would be out. And I'm just like, and 
you can Alex, everyone's like, what? But then Alex goes, I can totally see Jordan being the toxic friend. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? They keep showing, like they go to commercial and they come back and they keep showing this this countdown. Now it's day two of 15 and it's 7.31 p.m. And Jordan goes, toxic? Why? Because I want to have a good time? Alex claims he was kidding, but I don't know if he was, I don't know what he was doing there. I I feel, I don't know if he thought that would be funny or if he wasn't kidding or I don't know what he was doing there, but that was, you were, you were playing with fire there, buddy. So Jordan asks Silas, what was I taking her away from? You know? And Silas says, just says, I don't know, it's, you know, two, three in the morning. And Jasmine goes, that's just so New York. Bria chimes in and she goes, that people don't even go out until one in the morning. And this is very true. New York is a late city. It's in the name, the city that never sleeps. And Silas goes, it just seems that whenever you were out late, it was with Jordan. And they cut to Nick's confessional. Now, now, mind you, he's known Jasmine. He doesn't know Silas. So he says, Jasmine knew Jordan before she knew you. And she made it this far in life without you. And this is her homegirl. This is her number one. He goes, he doesn't want smoke and I don't want him for him. Facts. Like, I don't know what you're doing right now. This was what you, weird audience to do this in front of too. We're in a party house. We're about to have a good time this summer. And what do you think this, what what audience do you think you're in front of that's going to be like, yeah, Jordan, what were you doing out that late? What were you, who, yeah. Silas, uh, well, no, I'm sorry. Jordan says, uh, but what does this mean? Like, what is the problem? Or is it just that she has a curfew? Which is kind of what it feels like, right? But of course, Silas is like, no, 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 nothing like that. And Jasmine goes, never, no, not that. And Silas's confessional is this. During the pandemic at 29, I joined the Army Reserves. Now that's a choice. During the pandemic, you did this. That's a big choice. And I was away from Jasmine for over six months. So it's still new. To see her in this setting with a group of girls, I'm still adjusting to that. So that means that Silas has never really been around his woman with her friends. Now, isn't that a whole different thing too? Like, isn't that a whole different person that you are? Like, if you've only been around your man when you're with him and he's never seen you around your girls, isn't that a whole different thing? Yep, it is. Silas says that when he called and Jasmine said they got free drinks, he's like, well, who's buying you those drinks? I thought that was a very valid question. They all pretty much jump on him. And even Preston goes, there's no way you got upset about that. And Jordan goes, we were at a party with an open bar. Hello. And also, she's an adult. She makes decisions. I don't have shackles on her and saying to stay out with me, right? And then Nick is like, okay, but what's wrong with going out though? And Silas, he's he's like, this was not how I planned this conversation to go. He goes, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, you know, it was late. And they keep cutting over to him. Silas's nostrils are flaring. And I don't like what I'm seeing. 
the way he's directing that of Jordan. I don't like it at all. Preston goes into what I think is supposed to be some like really deep thought, but I don't get it. And I don't think anyone else gets it because there's just like a pause after and they're like, anyway, Jordan, because then Jordan's like, it also, by the way, Silas is an insult to me because I don't have a counterpart, but I still go out and you're basically insinuating that I can't take care of myself and that like, I'm not aware of my surroundings and that just, you know, like just because I'm a woman. Like, and then we just kind of, uh, to be continued, which, you know, I don't like it to be continued. None of us do. So we'll forgive them for it. But we get the next time on or this season on. It's funny. We saw this. We saw the trailer for it, but we didn't know anyone. So we didn't have any context. So I like what I see. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into it because I'm already over an hour into this recap and I really want to get into Atlanta, but we still need to meet Shanice, Jason, and Summer. Shanice looks real messy. She's the one who was like, I'm going to sleep with someone. I need penis. Jason looks a little messy too, but Jason, so I found this on, it was like womenshealthmagazine.com. Um, the bio for him, it says, hailing from New York, New York, but born and raised in Chicago, Jason is a senior flight attendant for, quote, one of the top airlines where he serves celebrity clients. His Bravo bio says, however, according to his Instagram, he's an actor, model, singer, and mental health advocate. <laughs> what? So he seems like he's going to be messy, too. He looks messy. Summer is, her Instagram bio says, this is so funny to me. She's an actor, but she's aiming for a career in screenwriting and works as a production coordinator in Los Angeles. Hey, girl, hey. She was raised in Pasadena, California. She's right here with me. And Summer is a force to be reckoned with, her Bravo bio says. And she went to Sundance in 2019 where she met Jasmine. So they've stayed friends. So to me, she seems like the most outskirts type of person involved so there we go so far we love we love i hope it delivers like it feels like it's going to deliver i shared a bunch of bios and people to follow in my instagram and a lot of them replied because you know they're new they're excited they want the show to do well so i recommend following all of them just look up the cast go to like bravotv.com and look up the cast Follow them, support them, show them love, and that's all the pitching I can really do, okay? So yeah, that's that. Let's get into Atlanta because I have so much to say about them. I'm so sad Kendrick's not going to be here for this. This is the part of the recap that I was sad to do without him because I love him so much. All right, let's get into it. Shut up! That is so stupid! As seen on this season of Summer House, it is really important to plan ahead and to educate yourself on your body if you even think for a second that you may want kids at some point. But this is why modern fertility is so brilliant. I have preached this a million times because to me, the thought of going to a fertility clinic, just that word clinic, that sounds horrifying to me. And it sounds expensive and it sounds like something I would never do. But modern fertility sounds like something I would do 
if I wanted children, because you order it online, it comes to your house, you prick your finger, you mail that in with a prepaid label, and it's a way to test your fertility hormones at home. You get your personalized results within six business days. I don't even have to talk to anybody. I love that. This gives you insight into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve, which is what we see Sierra and Amanda and Paige discussing on Summer House. Isn't it so now? It's so of the moment. Also, other important factors that impact your fertility. And these results go deep into why every hormone is important and what it means. And you can download the results and take them into your doctor to review together. Love that. Again, traditional hormone testing can cost like $600, but Modern Fertility tests the same general set of hormones for only $179. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks, you get $20 off your test. Hello. Plus, you can get reimbursed through the FSA slash HSA. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks. That means the test will only cost you $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks. Modernfertility.com slash she speaks. Dude, they got me hooked in the first couple seconds, right? The sexy opening, just, they looked gorgeous. We've never, maybe I just don't remember, but I don't remember seeing them in this like 20s vibe, but it's like the slow-mo, the black and white, and then it's scratch cut too, and then these quick cuts. Excuse me. You got Candy going, don't bounce up in my face. They really make it seem like it's going to be Sonia and Candy. And then Sonia going, because you said you were feeling a certain type of way, which you told me. And then Candy going, you're clout chasing. And then <laughs> I'm thinking it's, I'm thinking Sonia's trying to get up in Candy's face. And I was like, you, you I swear to God. And Candy going, I'm about to headbutt this bitch. Amazing. And then Ralph saying he has a family emergency. And I'm like, what is this about? Then Martel and Sheree walking in and saying, it's official now? And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then Monietta going, me and Candy heard that he was also dating someone in Atlanta. <laughs> and then Candy going, he tried to DM me. And Sheree saying, so he tried to DM you? I'm like, the mess. We're already in the mess. And Martel coming up and over Kenya saying, bitch, I don't care if I tried to fuck you. And Sheree going, no, 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 no. And Kenya being held back by Todd and Heath. And she said, you did it. She's saying you did it to your ex-wife and you're going to do it to Sheree. Once a cheater, always a cheater, you fucking piece of shit. And then the camera pans down and out and we get the amazing new opening in their blush, pink, peach hues. I'm in. I just got chills. Goosebumps. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Well done. Okay. Good job, editors. That Jersey editors take note. You know, like, they, seriously. Right away, we start strong with Martel going to Sheree's house and he's showing up in... In a look from a shoot he did. Okay. But Sheree's go Sheree goes, despite what you see on TV, 
He's never shown me anything but respect. <laughs> I'm happy I didn't close the door on love. Then the producer tries to bust her so she can say she's in love. She's like, you almost got me there. I'm like, oh, God, Sheree, this is, oh, oh, okay, fine, whatever. She's got a chef coming over to cook. Okay, Martel makes sure to change on camera, so thank you. <laughs> Listen, if he's, if they're just going to, I don't mind if they make a porn, you know, that's cool. Because I just need them to have sex on camera and he can make a fool of her. She's used to it at this point. Why did this man joke that he thought she was bringing over a woman for a threesome? I could tell he wasn't kidding. I could tell he, because you guys know he's not kidding. He's not. This isn't even like we're trying to be shady to Sheree. Martel is not faithful nothing no nada nothing mm -mm. you think he's lying he is if he's got a cheating allegation it's real okay so if she was just getting her pipes cleaned fantastic but the fact that she's saying it's more okay we're moving on Sheree brings up Sonia's party for Ross and says Candy's gonna you can see her little face she's like Candy's gonna be there ready like ready for him to say something and candy had called him an opportunist on her youtube channel and martel goes i guess you forgot what an opportunist was your husband aren't they like three feet tall both of them now is that even an insult their height like so they're short okay their physical features that they can't Martel is just in no position to be insulting someone, honestly. Like, for either Sheree or Martel to be insulting anybody, Sheree has no reason, no right to insult Candy for anything. Candy is such a successful human being. Sheree. Martel. Martel. Honestly. Because he's, he, I think he just, like, has to leave Love and Marriage Huntsville at this point. He's got to go, like, find a new, I think... Sure, he could stay on the show, but, like, he's burned every bridge at that point. Like, he might as well go to Atlanta, honestly. And Sheree says that Kenny has been texting, how's Martel? How's Martel? And Martel goes, we've never met, have we? Put a pin in it. Go to Candy's office, and Carmen's there. Hey, Carmen. Of course, Don Juan, because he's never going anywhere. And Don Juan, being messy, says, have you talked to Sheree? Candy goes, no. She looks like that. She's like, done. And Don Juan says, she's not selling anything. And Candy just calls it a big disappointment. And they flash to House of Aaron. The, uh, he's like famous now. The famous YouTuber. Talking about the website being down. And they cut over to Sheree's confessional. <laughs> She goes, people look at it and they think that's not a good thing. And then I honestly couldn't even follow what she said next. And I wrote, but blah, 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 I'm blessed. Okay. Ooh, my allergies just kicked up. Ooh. Hold on one second. Ooh. Okay. Got it. 
I like that now Candy is just shamelessly throwing shade at Sheree's business abilities because Candy really, she really tried. She really tried. She tried to be as nice as she could, try to help her out. But Sheree's a mess. Sheree doesn't know what she's doing. And Candy has every right to make fun of Sheree and go for it at this point. I was a little concerned when Candy said that Ace is saying to her she works too much. And then they flash over to Ace calling her while she's in her confessional and being like, I want you to help me. It was this is sad. Like, Candy is working a lot. And that is sad. They give Kenya such a moment for her entrance. I'm talking like... We're getting a slow-mo, pan-up moment. Then Moniana just comes in. <laughs> they give her nothing. They're like, oh, hi, Moniana. <laughs> but Candy right away is like, Mo made me mad last year. Moniana's like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Candy goes, Mo didn't take up for me. I'm like, damn, she said, that, like, right away, Candy made sure, like, you're not walking in. You're not walking into this season and not answering for that, okay? And Kenya recognizes a moment to be messy when she sees one. So she goes, how did she make you mad, Candy? Please elaborate for the cameras. Because I actually don't know, even though she probably has already heard. Candy goes, she sat up in Marlo's bed. And they flashed to last season when Monetta talked to Marlo and Marlo was like, she said you gave your nephews away. And Moneta just, you know, I mean, yeah, I kind of vaguely, I vaguely remember kind of feels like 10 years ago now, but I vaguely remember Kendrick and I being like, Ooh, that was a little weird of Moneta to even go talk to her. Moneta's confessional though. She says, I did feel some type of way that she thought I wasn't sticking up for her, but my girl knows like, she knows I like to get both sides of the story. But, you know, I'm sorry. I hope we don't see a rift between these two. I don't want to see that. I hate when I hate when the person who brought you in is the one you feud with. I don't like that. Unless unless it's a completely fake thing. But you can tell Moneta and Candy are legit friends, you know. Kenya went on one of, I think Monietta hooked them up and she met Roy and she is crazy about him. You can feel the glow. You can feel the woman glow coming off Kenya. You can tell when a woman's finally been awakened again. But Kenya brings up the beef between Candy and Sheree. Kenya had her list. She's like, let me start here and work my way down. She totally brought up all of the talking points. Such a producer. And Candy had done the spoof from the reunion about the clickbait where Sheree's like, I guess I'm good clickbait. And of course, Sheree's mad at that. Sheree forgets everything. I'm telling you, Sheree, does she, something's wrong. Because Sheree forgets everything she says, but then gets mad when you say something. It's like, but you said something first. So like, you would think it's just fun banter back and forth, but no. Then they talk about Martell. Oh my God. Once again, if you hear a difference in the audio and the video, it's because I had another technical issue. Pure user error. Pure user error. Moving on. Candy and Moneta do this hilarious little dance 
when they're t- when they talk about Martel, they're like the streets be talking. And according to the streets, he's kicking it, quote unquote, with some other girl in Atlanta. I believe it. Just believe anything you hear about Martel. And they show all these headlines on the screen on the screen. And so now here's where Kenya gets so silly messy. She goes, he lightweight tried to reach out to me. And Kenya hadn't even accepted the message, but they're like, let's see, let's see. When she accepts it, there's no message. Meaning he must have, what, unsent it, which wouldn't shock me that he, like, was getting on the show, was starting to date Sheree, and he went back through his messages and was like, ooh, unsent, totally forgot. (laughs) That's why he goes, have I met her? Because he, this man is serial cheater. Like, he could teach courses. Actually, no, probably not even that because he's so bad at it. He gets caught every time. But it is, it's a problem. But then Kenya, messy again, another third plot point, to get, third talking point to hit, brings up how Todd and Candy were fighting. And Candy cries talking about their issues because Todd is writing a movie and is mad that Candy isn't making time to produce it. Mm, Todd is sounding like a little baby to me. Because can't you do it? Haven't uh, by now with dealing with Candy, like having, I guess, okay, maybe I'm being an asshole because he does really help her get everything she wants to get done, done. Um, But he did this thing where he like wouldn't move around the table read for her, but would move it around for the business partners. And then she cries being like, don't make me look like I'm the bad guy. Um. And then Kenya gives her sisterly advice to find time for your husband. I don't want to see you in divorce court like me, Kenya. There is no comparing the two. So I, when she tries to do like the, I speaking from my experience, there is no comparing Mark and you were like, not a thing compared to Todd and Candy. No offense, but it's just facts. All right. Over at Sonia's house. All right, I I said I want I always want a second season from someone to give him a chance. I also am excited because now I feel like I have the right to just not like Sonia, and I don't. Now, I tried uh, my first season, her first season, to be like, oh, I'm you know giving it a shot, but I just don't think she has it at all because she's got so she has her parents there and her sister Sheree was that her name or Shari. And her sister's husband, who they call Riz, and that man is also her assistant. And she, okay, so Sonia's thing is she's planning Ross's 40th. That is her chance to redeem herself from last year. And Sonia starts going over the details of the party. And she's talking to Riz about it. And she's like, is being my assistant harder than you thought? And as soon as he answers with much harder, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. She's like, you're always trying something, a podcast, an interview, a flight here, put this on my calendar, something. And Sonia's reasoning for having him be her assistant is that he's trying to get into the real estate market and she thought it would help him make contacts. And I guess I get that in theory because then he's going to be making phone calls and stuff. But how do those contacts 
translate into real estate. Like those are different. It's like, that's a very, this, it's just kind of class to me. That's condescending being like, but then you can meet people and then they can connect you. It's like, those aren't real estate people though. And her sister is like, you don't have boundaries and gets in her fucking face about it. He's, you're trying to find something else for him to do instead of letting him eat his dinner. And Sonia does, you could tell Sonia's like, uh, we're not supposed to do this on camera because she is trying not to have this conversation on camera. But Cherie's like, oh, I will have it on camera because she goes, and another thing, we all know that we eat dinner at 630, yet here comes Sonia walking in asking, hey, kids, you want to go outside? And I have to be the bad guy. And here's Cherie goes in her confessional. Sonia doesn't have a schedule, so if she gets home at 11 p.m., she'll text me, hey, can you cut off my wig? Uh-oh. And when she was so she's, when she was running track, she was the priority, but now she's not, and that's a struggle for them. Ooh, this says a lot. This says a lot about kind of why we, like, maybe why people didn't connect to Sonia, because she feels, like, entitled, but we don't get why. And her family's like... Nope. Her family resents the hell out of her. Over a quick, quick moment over in Candy's house where Candy's trying to like have family time. And you got Todd with his air AirPods in screaming at somebody being like, I'm finishing up the script. And Candy being like, I'm trying to have family time, Todd. And he's like, well, I'm finishing up the script. And he just looks like a baby. He looks like a giant baby. You never see Candy acting like this. Right? You never see that. Uh-uh. Over at Marlo, and now we get to see Marlo catching up. God, the boys have grown, have they not? Michael and William. I'm obsessed with Marlo's oversized earrings and her confessional. I have a lot of logistical questions about them. You know, like physical, aerodynamical questions about them. But I have questions. But I am sad to find out that her sister is out of jail and has not even been in touch with the boys. That makes me sad. Um, but anyway, now she's got a life coach coming over who's doing work with them. TBD on how often they've worked with this life coach. Um, they do seem comfortable with her. But Sharon starts off, Sharon is her name. She starts off and she says that they're in a unique situation as a family. They've now been together for three years. I didn't realize it had been that long. And she says, you know, you didn't know anything about parenting and now you're a Monty, right? And Marlo says, you know, and I made one mistake and I feel like the most awful person. And William says we were having problems too. And he says, you put a lot of stress on me, but it's okay. It changed. I thought, well, Matt, I thought he was going to say, we put a lot of stress on you, but I had to go back and really make sure I saw that right. He says, you put a lot of stress on me. <laughs> Sharon wants them to put together a mission statement. And then they're like, we put something together. Something like we are a family that comes together or something like that. Uh, okay, it was, it, it, you know, we get why she did this. We get why she put this together for the cameras, right? Copy that. Heard. 
fair enough. You you had a tough season last season with them. So Sonia goes over to Sheree's. Sheree is wearing a She by Sheree outfit that's $274. And I'm not kidding. But I think people found it on AliExpress for, you know, like cost. So they work out. And after they're done with that or in the middle of it or something, Sheree's friend Courtney comes over right away. The way Sheree describes this woman, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. She says she's a Capricorn. She is no nonsense. She's not a fake person. She's just an all around girl's girl. That doesn't, those things don't go flow in order. She's a Capricorn. She's no nonsense. She's not a fake person. And she's a girl's girl. Nah. I can also just feel too. I could feel her energy. I'm like, this chick is thirsty. Uh Uh-uh. She's, they sit down and she says, I have a marketing consulting company and a jewelry brand. Mm-hmm. Sonia has talked about how she invited Drew reluctantly. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot you guys don't like each other. I, I like Sonia made very little impact. And, I, and I, I heard the audience when they said they didn't want her back. But I do. I thought she deserved a second season to see if she learned her lessons from the first season. Okay. Courtney says about Candy, she seems cool, but did I tell you she was calling around asking some people about me? I heard she said they were, I heard she said that we were friends, meaning that like Courtney said she was Candy's friend. Now that, do you hear how ridiculous that sounds? Like already I had to like piece together what she was trying to say. She was trying to say that Candy was calling people and saying, did you hear Courtney said she was my friend? So out of nowhere, Candy just decided to say, no, what'd you say, Courtney? Okay, I'm already, I already, I already got your number. And she's pulling out my Instagram, which I think it's interesting because I think you are global and you are worldwide. So why are you concerned about me? No, we're not. Okay. So you're thirsty. You're coming in. You're going to pick a fight with Candy. You, I already, I, I know everything that's happened here. I can already see it. And of course you're Sheree's friend. Of course you are. Sheree though can't wait. She wants her friend to come on and take down Candy because she's pissed. And then she says, Candy has a lot of time on her hands because she has time to make memes about me. Candy has no time on her hands. Candy has been doing a lot with all those spoofs, though. I got to say, like, I know that they're funny, some of them, but some of them are just cringe. Candy, Candy's still that, like, nerdy theater girl, right? She, in my opinion. Not all of them are great, they, but that, a, lot of go, a lot of work goes into those things. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Some of them are hilarious, though. Don't get me wrong. But she does a lot of them. And that, those take a lot of time. And I'm like, girl, do you need to do that many? Like, it's a lot. I'm not trying to be shady at all. But a lot of work does go into me. Like, when I even make a cut, like something for Instagram to, for the sponsors that do the podcast, like, it's good to some, it's good to make social media stuff. So, because like, it helps out, right? Those take me forever to do like a full wig, makeup, glam, whatever, acting it out. Thing. those take a while and she is a full she has a full 
thing, but it's ironic. for Sheree to say Candy has a lot of time on her hands. I'm like, Sheree, you have a lot of time on your hands. What are you actually doing with it? And Sheree's confessional is, the only time Candy is not talking about people is when she's eating or sucking D. Did she say, I don't know if she said in a locker room or just not in a locker room, but Sheree, get a new line. Sonia wants off this topic, though, because she's like, I'm good with candy, so I'm scared. Please don't make me a part of this. So Courtney goes, okay, yeah. Uh, so is that glow you got because of Martel? And Sheree's like, oh, yes, I'm enjoying him and blah, 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 blah. But then Sonia goes, I just don't want you to waste your time because this is Martel. Sonia has spent $100,000 on this party. That, how do people, I just feel like, how do we go from the party she threw to the, I don't know. Marlo has a very funny moment, though. She's talking to her, like, stylist or whatever it is as she's getting ready to go to the party. And she's like, this is the first time I'm going to see Candy since New York. Now, it's funny. When I had um, EP from Reality Bites on the podcast, we talked about this. I think we did. Uh, or maybe we just talked about this in real life. There are there are shows that can't say at the reunion on camera. They can only say like in L.A. or in New York. And we know what they mean. So it's funny that even on Atlanta with all the headlines and all the stuff that kind of breaks the fourth wall, they can't say at the reunion. So she had to say since New York, which is at the reunion. Because Candy also did some sort of like spoof thing on Marlo and her edges procedure. And I, Marlo goes, stick to that baby because Broadway isn't working out for you. Okay, Emmy nomination for best revival of the piano lesson. Um, That didn't age well, did it, Marlo? Marlo does admit it was funny as hell, though. But she, Marlo... <laughs> I get that it's funny that she does this thing where she like stirs the pot, tries to get candy going, and then she'll later be like listening in. But Marlo just has such an identity crisis as a housewife that it's not working. So she's like, I'm going to feud with candy, but not really get what I'm doing with that. So I'm going to just stay on the perimeter and watch it happen. Like, what are you doing? All right. The party. The entrances, the editing, the sex appeal, the, oh my God, it is so hot. They look so good. My God. But Kenya asks Ralph where Drew is and Ralph goes, she's not feeling well. And uh, we've got a family emergency going on. How does he say that out of, I mean, it's Ralph, so, but it's like, this is a weird thing to say out of your mouth. We've got a family emergency going on. Okay. Why am I looking at you then? Dick. God. All right. I got to say it. Candy's headpiece. What the fuck is that? It's not, it's not good. It's not, what is it? Is it on the top? Is it a wrapper? What is it? It's, it was making me nuts. I wanted to take it off her damn head. She would have looked so good in one of the, like, the what Kenya and Marlo had. Oh, it's so weird. I hate it. Because it's like it's stuck only on the front and it's sticking out. I hated it. I just wanted to take it off. Oh, God. 
Um, God, sorry. Courtney, apparently Courtney is Ralph's cousin. At one point, she's like, we just found out we're cousins. I'm like, I don't know if you want to claim that. I would uh, back away slowly from the Ralphs of the group. But then again, I already can tell I'm not going to like you. But I feel like she wants to lean into being the villain. That's Courtney. Courtney has decided that she was going to come in, feud with Candy, and that will be her thing. So, okay. Sonia and Ross come in, and I kind of like that they make the entrance and go right to the welcome speech. I think that's the way to do it, actually. I think you come in, hop on the mic, give the welcome speech, and then you say your hellos. I think that's the way to fucking do it. I needed to know, though, was he going to keep, was Ralph going to keep the scarf and coat on the whole time? He nailed it. You know, Ross is my man. Ross is hot. Last season, when he had that character arc, where he ends up realizing, like, I might have been a little selfish with this whole second kid thing. I was like, okay, this man, he's hot. He is so sexy. Now, the ladies are all greeting each other. And then they see Shireen Martell. And Kenya's confessional is, she's laughing. She's like, why is he here on your arm? Candy goes, Last year, she was with Mr. Community Service. This year, she's with Mr. Community Property. I mean, come on now. I know that um, Sheree's been on a tear on Twitter, but that's just how Sheree just gets buzzed this way. I feel like Sheree does silly things on camera, and then she goes on Twitter, and because she's good at throwing shade. She's good at her one-liners. But honestly, like... You, what were you going to expect? Like, what's Martel? Martel cannot be taking himself seriously, but he does. And just and so does Sheree. And so you had to expect them to come armed and ready to go. But she won't. And that's what's so funny about it. Because she's crazy. And she's delusional. She really is delusional, though. Like, legit delusional. Candy and Sheree have, like, a decent greeting. And then... Kenya's like, are you and Martel? Is this official? And Sheree's like, stop it. Stop. I see what you're doing. And her confessional, she's like, worry about whether Mark is going to take more manner in the divorce settlement. Okay, Sheree. Like, but this is Atlanta. And okay, here's where I want to remind everyone. This is the type of shit they say on Atlanta. So when they say things on any other franchise, like Beverly Hills, and they're like, it's like this is why when Portia was on Ultimate Girls Trip, she's like, I did Atlanta, okay? This is baby shade compared to Atlanta. Atlanta is savage at the highest level. Marlo wastes no time. She's like, Hi Courtney. So, uh, what is this about Candy telling people you're her friend or something? She's like, I'm not, we're not not wasting time. So flash over to Sa- Sonia, Sanya. Telling Marlo that one of her friends called her and told her that Candy went and looked her up and said Candy's going around telling people she's my friend. Like, can none of that sounds like Candy. Okay. Courtney is like, my friend calls me in, from Paris and says, did you tell somebody that you and Candy are friends? And Marlo goes, well, you're going to have to say something to her about that, though. That's, you know, you know, you know. I have to do that for sure. <laughs> so Candy talks to Kenya and Moneta about Martel, kicking it with another woman in Atlanta. 
And they're like, well, you know, maybe, maybe Sheree knows. And so Sheree walks up and Kenya's like, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Martel is clocking her. Martel, Martel, by the way, is probably, not probably, he's definitely used to walking into parties knowing I've talked to her separately on the side. I've tried to get with her. So he's used to walking in armed and like on alert, right? So he clocks Kenya talking to talking to Sheree and saying, I want to talk to you. So he says something like, oh, is this a side conversation? He knows. He know, he's always in trouble. He's always up to something. Okay. So he, he catches on. Meanwhile, Courtney, Sanya, and Candy talk. Courtney starts talking with Sanya like all casual. Like, oh, the party turned out great. Blah, 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 blah. Then she taps Candy and said, Dina called me from Paris and said, and as soon as she tapped Candy, I went, ooh, don't you touch her. Okay. Don't you fucking touch Candy. Do you hear me? She says, she called me from Paris and says, hey, did you tell somebody that you and Candy were friends? I was like, what? And she gets this real screwed up face. And it's so clear that she's got an attitude. And Candy, in her perfect Candy voice, goes, I mean, somebody asked me, did I know you? And I was like, I don't know her. Classic. Classic. Courtney gets a real messy look on her face. And I can just tell immediately that Candy did exactly that. Candy, like someone was like, do you know her? And Candy was like, I know Dina and I don't, I don't know her. And Courtney was like, oh, I can get some camera time out of this. So Candy's confessional is like, I know a girl named Dina from the music industry. I heard Courtney say that she knew me. I don't know. Nobody else who knows Courtney. <laughs> she goes, and that is not even shade. That's just facts. And C- Candy says to her face, I don't really know you like that. Courtney is doing so much of the head because she knows she's in trouble. And she's like, this will get me on camera, right? She's like, I didn't say that I knew you. I said we were in similar social settings. Got it. Ha <laughs> Got it. You s- so who'd you say that to? Who did you say like, no, no, I know Candy. You said this. This is what you said. You said, I know Candy. We were in similar social settings. And that person went to Candy and said, do you know her? And that per- and, and she said, I don't know her. And then it got interpreted as, well, she said she doesn't know you. And now Courtney's embarrassed because she tried to claim that Candy would know who I am. Candy would know me. Yeah, for sure. We've been in the same social circles for a while. No, Candy doesn't know you. And and so Candy goes, okay, well, what's the energy? And Courtney goes, the energy is that you know, so I was just kind of shocked. And so you are trying to say, how embarrassing for you, Courtney. You are trying to say that Candy knows you and she's literally saying to your face, I don't know you. And you're and you're admitting that you're mad. She said that she doesn't know you, but you're saying you never said she knows you. But now you're admitting you're mad. She said she didn't know you, girl. And Candy goes, "If we met each other before, that doesn't mean if somebody said your name, I would remember you like that." <laughs> oh, that is 
so bad. Like, bitch, if I shook your hand one time at an event, I don't think I could. That doesn't count. Oof, I love it. And then Courtney goes, okay, that's okay. I didn't say that. And Candy goes, okay, well, you don't need the crazy energy. So now Marlo has slid in behind Courtney to overhear what's happening, which is, yes, a funny meme. I'm sure people are memeing it left and right. But I'm like, Marlo, this doesn't count. Okay, you got to figure out the happy medium. But it's still funny. I give her that. Meanwhile, Moneta is talking to Sheree with Kenya. And Moneta lets her know that, you know, like if it's serious, then this we've been hearing things about him dating someone else in Atlanta. How Sheree didn't expect this, I don't know. But Sheree's conf- – or maybe she is and she just wanted all the sound bites she could get because she says in her confessional, Moneta didn't say five words before. And I actually don't understand what she was trying to say here. She goes, girl, honey, this is a Ferrari. If he's cheating with another girl, that is a Toyota and that is a downgrade. That's on him. So you are admitting he's cheating? And if he's cheating, it's with someone lower than you. That's so he is cheating. What? Sheree, what? <laughs> so did you, are you doing this just for drama on the show? What? Are you just setting yourself up to compliment yourself? Okay, whatever. I'm tired. I'm going to, Sheree, you're a mess. Back to crazy Courtney, though. Let's go back to her because she's she's crazy. Courtney goes, I heard that you said I claimed you as a friend. Okay, you did. You clearly said, I know, Candy. Yeah, we run in the same social circles. And she, when she saw a picture of you, Candy says, I asked them if they knew you. And Courtney goes, okay, well, that's not how it came back to me. She's not even listening. Candy goes, and when I saw the picture of you and Dina, I knew her. I did not know you. The truth is, I don't know you. And then Courtney goes, okay, and I don't know you. And I don't claim to know you. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And Candy goes, okay, what I'm saying is, and Courtney starts to get real animated. And Candy goes, back, back. Ooh, I'm going to use that. Because it just, it was like, a, almost like a dog cue, like back, back. <laughs> puts Courtney in a weird place. She goes, no, I'm good. You back, back. <laughs> so Sonia tries to buffer. And Sonia, you're annoying. What were you there for? I get that she was trying to keep it from turning into a fight. But when will housewives understand? If you throw a party, you want a fight there. Because then it's good TV and then your party is fun. Hello? So Sonia's like, okay, I feel like you were feeling a certain type of way. She's like, I hope you guys aired the, cleared the air. No, they're in the middle of fighting. And I feel like you're feeling a certain type of way, which you told me. And I think you did bring that type of energy to the conversation. So Courtney's like, I apologize. I just wanted clarity. My feelings were definitely hurt because I have nothing but positive things to say about her. And she's doing like that. She's she is absolutely head bouncing. She's like, and I was a bit disappointed. And she's making like her big eyes on her face. She's like, and I don't have to cloud chase mm, with her big mm, with her stupid face. And Candy just goes, and there you go again. Uh, ooh, I love the energy. I was like, ooh, yes, Candy. Ooh. And Candy goes, and Candy's pitch. She's like, I never said you cloud chased. 
And it goes back and forth. And there's Marlo right there listening. And Candy goes, you just bounced up at me. And Courtney has the nerve to say, well, let's bring it down. Get her, Candy. Just get her. Get her now. Get her. Get her. Get her. And then Candy goes, well, stop bouncing at me. She kind of like grits her teeth. Well, stop bouncing at me. And then Courtney takes it. She goes, well, calm the fuck down. I'm like, oh, she, you gave her what she wanted. God damn it. I, I, this, if this was Kenya, let me put it this way. If this was Kenya, Kenya would have seen through it. Nene, Nene would have seen through They would have been like, okay, girl, I'm trying to get your camera time. Portia would have seen through it. Candy still lets people like this get to her, and and that's you know it's good, it's good TV. But you see Todd come over right as right as Sonia's pulling Courtney away. You see Candy go, "I'm about to headbutt this bitch," and Todd's like, Todd was like inching closer. You could see him on the perimeter, like, oh, "Do I need to come? Over? Oh, do I need to come over?" Yes, I do. Now here's where Kenya, in no way, looks like she's trying to be a friend to Sheree. She has a big old smile on her face, and she goes. There's something else. You should know he slid into my DMs too before. Sheree, she's laughing. She's like, okay, well, show me. And Kenya keeps trying to like get her lines in because she's like, no, no, the scene isn't over yet. Okay. As a friend, I would just want someone to be honest with me. Oh my God, guess what? Another technical difficulty. Back to Kenya though. So she goes, as a friend, I would just want someone to be honest with me. And Sheree's like, well, let me see it. And she's like, I didn't want you to hear it from anyone else. She's like, let me see it. Mind you, there's nothing to show. There was nothing. There was not. There's a message. (laughs) The message was blank. It just proves that he tried to contact her. It could. And at that point, that's really bad evidence. It could be anything. It could be like, hey, uh, are you going to be at BravoCon? You know? So Sheree goes, well, guess what? He's here. Let's bring him over. And the way she motions him over. Mm-hmm. So then we get like what's to come next. So it's like we get these flashes of Kenya going over and yelling, what did you say to this queen standing in front of you? And then Sheree going, you're trying to create a narrative that is really fucked up, which is hilarious. Something that happened two years ago. I'm like, okay. Yes. Is it silly of Kenya to be acting like she's in any way included in this? Kind of. Yeah, because she's really not. But it's... Shrey, there is no narrative to create for anybody. This is Martell. Like, I implore you guys to Google him and just see the list of things. Like, it it's hysterical that she would in any way... Be, I would be laughing at it, but this is Sheree. This is Sheree. This is what she does. Okay. But we're going to have a really good season. I can tell. I can just tell. We got Candy who is exhausted. She's tired. She's cranky. It's perfect. I'm really, you know, Todd sucks. Okay. Todd needs to get it together. Right when I I start to like Todd, I'm like, dude. And if you watched uh, Candy and the gang, no one likes Todd. He needs to start delivering uh, and being a lot more supportive and not – he just seems like a little bitch. Excuse me for saying that. But still, he needs to stop pissing me off. <laughs> like that matters. Stop pissing me off, Todd. Anyway, 
Um, I'm really happy that Kendrick's going to be here for the season, though, because it's so much more fun with Kendrick. If you guys are new and haven't met Kendrick yet, just wait. Kendrick makes this even better. Thanks for sticking around for all the technical difficulties. I don't think we'll be having any issues next week because I figured out the problems um, to basically charge everything thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Yep. And apologies for it being so late. I know this episode is definitely behind and hopefully it doesn't trickle into the rest of the week. But like I said, please bear with me. Lots going on on my end. Um, But I do have a lot of fun and exciting things coming up. Merch. Merch is almost ready. It's just, I always wondered what takes people so long. Like, I'm like, what could possibly be taking so long? Behind the scenes stuff is real. I do get that. But it is almost on the store looks so good. The merch looks so good. Uh, really proud of it. Uh, the reason why it did take so long was that we were working with another designer uh, and another company, and they were taking literally weeks to get back to us like they would be like okay we can be doing this tomorrow and then it would be like three weeks later and we'd finally get a hold of them so we had to get a new designer start from scratch three rounds of notes i mean the turnaround time was great but now we're working on just some back-end stuff cloud 10 is handling that and that should be up maybe by the end of the week cross our fingers it is may 9th right now um So yeah, that should be done. And then I also have another exciting thing to announce as soon as I am prepared with everything on my end. So there's been a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on. Plus I'm moving. um, And there's some family stuff happening. Not bad, not bad at all, but just lots of lots of things going on. And so as as much as I know that you guys want these episodes as fast as possible, please be patient with me. If the episode isn't out exactly when you want it to be out, I promise I am working as fast and as hard, that's what she said, to get it to you. Okay? So love you. Mean it. Stay messes. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.